Okay, we don't want to wait. I'm Stephanie. You're Robin. Hey. I don't want to pull. I don't want to point any fingers or assign any blame. But one fault. of us didn't didn't record, <laughs> so we only have 45 minutes to cover about an hour and a half worth of stuff. <laughs> this is what happened. We talked about how Lucifer was canceled, and we'll probably finish up Smallville just in time for the reboot. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that Chloe chick. Then we talked about how our favorite actors they grow up, they get shows uh, that we don't watch that only our old people watch. Uh-huh. And you're, then you're, you're we, talking about Chloe from. For not Chloe from Smallville, but go ahead. Oh, right, Chloe. Girl oh, speaking of, uh, there's an A and E thing on Monday. We're going to watch about Allison Mack. <laughs> right. Well, know you know they the didn't show. show her in the promo. Uh, okay. Uh, so I don't know if she'll be mentioned. If it'll just be the guy, but that and that's why I want to watch. I want to see what that's all about. So we'll, we'll DVR that. Okay. Uh, we're we're talking about the episodes Prodigy, no, Pandora. Right. Pandora, 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 Disciple, and Absolute Justice. Absolute Justice Parts 1 and 2. And we talk, okay, so in Pandora, we see all every, all of the events that have happened in Lois's uh, visions. Mm-hmm. And they've been memories. And because normal human beings can't handle that time travel stuff, she's got PTSD and she's mm-hmm. blocked it all out. But the reason that these memories are coming back is because she's been going to therapy. Right. And for some reason, Tess and Stuart... Sawyer Stewart. Stewart. <laughs> okay, they're using this technology that we saw before back uh, when Lex and Clark did the walkabout in each other's brains. Yeah. <laughs> and so Stewart stuck these sticky things in low and Tess's head so she can see what's going on in Lois's brain. And did you see Lois's boobs sitting up there when she's sit- laying under that? Laying oh boy, we didn't mention that. No. Uh, yeah. But I, I'll take another look for research. <laughs> okay. And then somehow Clark comes in and he sees uh, what's going on in Lois's brain. Right. I don't know. They, he, uh, he stumbles around because of kryptonite and ends up freaking himself. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, we talked about how neat it was that, like, I haven't liked what's going on with Chloe this season, how she's not funny. Mm-hmm. She's kind of in a bad mood. But we see that she's like halfway to becoming what she is in the future. And she's like super surly. surly You're calling her super surly. Right. Super surly. You guys missed this whole bit. We talked about super surly. Okay. Yeah. And she kills Tess and she's just very flippant about it. Yep. Whatevs. Took the shot. Yeah. And Oliver like rescues everybody, but it's really Chloe's. Uh, and then Lois still doesn't know who the red, blue, blurry is and doesn't understand why they have to take out the, the red sun that's blocking out the yellow sun, how that's going to help Clark take out Zod. And then, oh, you talked about how Cal, Cal Blue in the commentaries that you finally listened to talked about how he gets super close to everybody. And I said, that's what I don't like. He's trying to be like super sexy with everybody. And it just ugh, it comes it off as super work. gross, right? You don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 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 this is why he's such a close talker. This is an actual acting thing that he does. So this is a choice he's making. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can uh, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, this time where, where uh, the this, this, this scene where Chloe and Oliver rescue Clark and Lois uh, and Tess is in the, and Tess and Colin, uh, Zod is all in the same scene. This is the only, the first scene. This season where everybody's together. Yeah, great recall. 
I would love to take uh, uh, some sort of summer hall technology and plug myself into your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Did I cover everything? Uh, let me see. Uh, let me just go back over my notes. Uh, and apologies, folks. It was our discussion of Pandora that really we I, we kind of uh, I kind of ruined. Sorry. Uh, uh, Ollie calling said he was calling in the country's best neurosurgeons. Uh, let's see what else. Um, uh, 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 red red sun solar tower is apparently it takes away the yellow sun, which ends up giving the Kandorians powers and takes Clark's powers away. This is a feature we want to avoid. Uh, we also discovered uh, d- discussed uh, them going back to Watchtower and um, getting everything, all the computers turned back on, so they can send a virus to the the tower to take it down and uh right when i was discovering that i wasn't recording i realized i i was like why why didn't they do this in the past few years <laughs> yeah i want to know why didn't clark, when they started building the towers clark just every day with his with his heat vision just take down the towers uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah but he doesn't have heat vision so he, he- so they needed to work. To, the problem was they didn't work. That's that's probably what it is. They they needed to work together. They Clark wouldn't because oh. he lost Lois. He just st- stopped being with Oliver and Clark. So basically, um, Ollie and uh, or he stopped being with Ollie and Chloe rather. Uh, Ollie and Chloe couldn't take down the towers. They could send the virus. Clark has the ability to take down the towers once the yellow sun returns. So, uh, yeah. Oh, also, Tess got some uh, dirt thrown in her face uh, when she got <laughs> buried, and it was pretty funny. And uh, Lois agrees with Steph that those are stupid dog dags. Uh, <laughs> and then Chloe kills Tess, and then Tess wakes up yeah. in the present. It's like, oh, Chloe kills me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we spent some time talking about uh, the love scene um, and how you lost your internet right as it was about to get started. Um, because you're watching, and on I Hulu started in screaming Atlanta. and wailing. Yeah. yeah, and then my family was like, "What's wrong? Nothing. Just go away." And I, I noted, I noted that uh, the love theme was blaring through the scene, and you still haven't paid any attention. I haven't to heard it. it. I don't hear it. That's I'm okay. not listening. That's okay. My listening is not what's going on with me. So <laughs> right, right, right where we left off, Oliver was giving. Uh, this is back in, in the future. Uh, Oliver was giving. Uh, um, Lois, I believe, yeah, a crypto blade, a blade that was made of kryptonite that he, he keep in a lead sheath so it doesn't hurt Clark. And then somehow Chloe ends up with it. Yeah, she ends Later up. Around. Yeah, uh, and and she tries like she and Lois are running in the streets, and uh, Aaliyah ends up uh, taking a sword to her and kills her, and she dies in Lois's arms. Yeah, Chloe was like super slow. <laughs> yeah, like what are you doing? She's like, go ahead, Lois. And there's like no reason why she didn't. I mean, she was just typing at her computer, so I guess she had to get some final keystrokes in. You know, F nine, Control B. You know, whatever. Um, and then uh, yeah, so she's way behind, and Aaliyah uh, cuts her down. And so Ollie tells tells uh, Lois to get the ring and I love the shot of him turning with his arrow pointed at a sky just full of Kandorians coming down at him. I was just like, that's, mm. a, that's a hero shot right there. Um, so Zod is dragging Clark through the street. He's pissed at humanity. Just doesn't just give up already and kneel. <laughs> like, come on. Kids are <laughs> such a bother. And uh, Zod kicks him through a building, but uh, the tower goes down and the sun comes out and out, out steps uh, S- Superman. Uh, and he's like, your reign of terror is over, Zod. 
Yeah, the son of Jarrell. Yes. Son of Jarrell. Yeah. Um, I don't know what voice I was doing. Um, Clark gets the ring, but Zod stabs him with the crypto blade. And um, so Clark gives Lois a kiss goodbye. And uh, as he's dying in the street, Lois puts the ring on. But Aaliyah like grabs her, and that's how that's how we get to the season premiere. <laughs> mm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, how we kind of filled in the blanks. Yeah, totally. I I love that whole. I mean, yeah, it, it's just like a potential future. I guess you could call it filler, <laughs> but it. Yeah, it's a future that we would have gotten if things had continued this way. But Clark is going to do things differently now. He went to Zod, and he's going to try to make friends with Zod. Mm -hmm. And and then, yeah, uh, Zod's first reaction to seeing Clark walk in, he says, He has come. Kneel before Kal-El. Yeah, I love that. I love Clark's little line. Like, I understand you've been looking for me. I just oh, <laughs> Superman. Uh, 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 what else? Um, oh, uh, we gotta gotta um, mention that Lois gets her maple donut when she uh, when she gets out of. Oh um, yeah, she's hypoglycemic. Yeah. She's gotta eat three every three hours. That's probably what happened too. She didn't have her, you know, her sugar. Um, and, um, Clark and Lois promise to take it, sh- take it slow. And Lois wants coffee, lunch, ice cream, chalupas, picnics in the park, dancing in the rain, and for him to take her to a monster truck rally. <laughs> and we have this cute <laughs> shot of the elevator door closing and Lois taking his hand, which I, I just love. Because on one hand, she kind of wants to take it slow. The idea of them being a re- in a relationship scares her and she wants to take it slow. Mm-hmm. But... She wants to be in control of it. So that's good. We actually did Pandora in 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, and we folks. Can do we, dis- we, we, probably we can do Disciple in 10 minutes disciple, also if you want to. Disciple is very easy. Because yeah. that's filler. Yeah, that, that is, is filler. filler. Um, because I don't care. Yeah. It's funny. I love Oliver. I think I just love Justin Hartley. Uh-huh. Because I don't care for any of his episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, interesting. Um so this disciple is the one where Ollie's teacher comes back to make sure that Ollie fulfills his vows. And I and Yeah, because so, sorry. Oh, I just wanted to welcome you to 2010 because now we're back um, from our mid season that was the mid season finale, and now we're back to the beginning of the mid season. And um this episode uh aired on January twenty ninth, um and was supposed to air on January twenty second, but the night that it was supposed to air, the earthquake in Haiti happened. And they pushed everything oh. to the following week on the 29th. And on the 29th is where the episode Warrior was supposed to air. And then Absolute Justice was supposed to air on February 5th. Well, Absolute Justice had been advertised extensively. So the episode order is now Disciple, Absolute Justice, then Warrior. We'll, we'll get to Warrior um, next time. But wow. Yeah, it was Haiti. Um, it was, I think it was like. The earthquake in Haiti happened, and they did like um, like a like a marathon, or like a telethon, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so um, that was across. That was at least on the CW. I don't know if it was across other channels, but but it's so cool. We're in 2010. We started talking about Smallville way back in 2001. <laughs> so mm-hmm. 
Yep, 2010. That's when we go to Comic Con. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh boy, I can't wait to get to the teases. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, Lois, uh, speaking of uh, uh, telethons or galas, we're, we're we're coming out of a gala, a charity fundraiser, and Lois is drinking crantinis, um, and uh, this is their first outing as a couple, and um, they're like counting the PDA, yeah, <laughs> instance. And then is this where uh, where Oliver walks in? Yep. And she has to decide if she wants to show Oliver that her and Clark are a couple. Uh huh. And she does. Yeah, the end. She does. That was a sweet moment. Yeah, I know. And this is another thing that's frustrating about this episode. It's like we're like as an audience officially done with Oliver. And Lois, like we, yeah. we don't want to see that at all. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we, and it, honestly, it feels kind of fake to the character that Oliver might still be hung up on Lois. I mean, maybe because Lois is awesome, mm-hmm. but it it wasn't a constant thing. You know, he wasn't still hung up on her before. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ollie's meditating, and he's attacked by a ninja who he nearly chokes to death. But it is Mia returning to the to the show. <sighs> okay. And yeah, Oliver, again, this is another thing that's like, oh, by the way, Oliver has this like hidden rage that he never let go of, you know, and he needs to, he needs to, it stems back to uh, his training. Yeah. And it's, uh, oh, we know he was on the island and he became a good shot, but he, this time that we don't know about. After the island. Yeah. After the island, he trained. Uh, with this secret society of <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh man, all that stuff doesn't—it really doesn't matter to me too much. Um, it mm-hmm. doesn't do much more for the characters. And all of a sudden, the CW's uh, show Arrow's like, hold my beer. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, um, oh god, the flashbacks. Uh, we had a very. Uh, uh, a shot we nobody ever wanted to see, and that's Zod in the Kent kitchen, um, talking about apples, talking about how human religion about stolen apples from the tree of knowledge, how humans like to hoard their knowledge, and on Krypton, knowledge is shared. Like you know, how we lost our powers, how we can get our powers back. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! It's not for conquering; it's for defense. You know, <laughs> they might, we might get hunted down. Um, and he's he's actually saying he's still saying he did not he is not the one that killed Jarrell no matter what Clark thinks. So what do you think about that? Do you think he killed Jarrell? Uh, well, it was kind of it wasn't really clear. <laughs> nope, nope. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh yeah, Lois got like shot with an arrow in the street, and at the hospital she doesn't believe it was the Green Arrow. She thinks it was somebody wearing the Green Arrow disguise. And it was like some sort of ancient arrows, and we meet Vortigan, and they're like, "Oh, what a bad shot Vortigan is!" Actually, he's a great shot. Uh, oh, that was kind of he just barely missed a, a major artery. Mm, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so we got this guy Vortigan, who's more like he's like he's like Slade Wilson or Malcolm Merlin, yeah, or like any and he wears a black hood, but he's not like the Riverdale black hood who stays around way too long. Um, and then comes back when you've totally forgotten about him. Yeah, and who is he? Could he really be who you think he is? Probably not. Um, in the comics, actually, the Dark Archer is the Green Arrow's arch enemy. 
Um, he was born Arthur King. His alias was Malcolm Merlin. So you see how he they ad- adapted that for Arrow. Um, but yeah, just like an Arrow, he's a businessman, owned Merlin, a global friend of the Queen family. Um, when his wife was killed by an unknown assailant, he, the, he just lost his faith in humanity and he, destro- he joined the League of Assassins. You know the story, right? <laughs> but Vortigan sure. is just like Smallville's version of Malcolm Merlin. But he, yeah, he looks like Slade Wilson. <laughs> I don't know if Arrow like I don't know enough about Green Arrow or it's like did he did they just go okay so we're gonna do Malcolm Merlin and John Barrowman looks nothing like this guy from the comics so we're gonna bring in this other guy Slade Wilson who looks like a you know the buff guy from uh, one of the buff guys from Spartacus anyway I'm just going on a tangent no time for tangents Zod arrives with flowers oh I'm a friend of Clark you know get a drink with me I'll tell you who the real Clark Kent is and uh, gives her a little. Kryptonian uh, charm pendant And he's very creepy mm-hmm. uh, Let's see Speaking of creepy Mia's creeped out by Ollie's wall of weird Which is just basically Surveillance photos of himself <laughs> 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 It's like a wall of vein uh, <laughs> And Ollie kicks her out of the uh, I wrote here The Green Arrow Academy um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah he kicks her out And then he brings her back later That was weird and then Vortigan gets into the watchtower somehow, and then he sh- he takes a shot at Chloe, like wings her, and uh, Clark shows up, but he's gone already. Uh, and then he takes uh, Mia, and he says, "Ollie's got a Oliver's got a greater destiny, and you're going to help him fulfill it." And uh, oh, it's right around here where Chloe tells uh, Chloe. Chloe thinks that Oliver's got a split personality, and she doesn't believe this. Uh, this dark archer is a different person, and uh, and then she admits to Clark. He's like, she's like, oh, remember the episode of Roulette? That was all me. Mm-hmm. And is feeling kind of guilty because she thinks pulling the trigger on Oliver might have actually shattered him. And then Chloe's like, where are you going? And Clark's like, to pick up the pieces. I just <laughs> the right sides of these lines are great. So anyway, yada yada yada. No lovers, no allies, no disciples. Uh, that's that's the vows that uh, Oliver takes. So that's why he was. Uh, Targeting Lois, Chloe, and now Mia. Mm. So, Brotherhood of Scion, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Vortigan lets Mia loose in a maze and goes to hunt her, and Oliver shows up. And his vow is actually that uh, once once you're too old in this Brotherhood of the Scion, that uh, your, your student has to kill you. And he says that Oliver left because he enjoyed the thrill of the hunt too much. So he's like, kill me or I'm going to kill this Mia girl. And uh, what else? Mia's not so helpless. She like fights Vortigan, but um, suddenly he like shoots three hours at her, which Ollie almost takes, but then Clark blocks and then Ollie shoots Vortigan, but in the shoulder, right where he taught him. And Mm -hmm. he says, "Uh, you lost the dark archer. Didn't take over. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yay uh, Vortigan's de- uh, defeated um, uh, Cl- Lois shows off for a Kryptonian charm to uh, Clark Oh, he's like, where did you get that? Yeah And she said, oh, d- maybe you're embarrassed that he might let it slip that you tipped over a cow before <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah cause, Because you know- Lois doesn't think that there's anything Clark... <laughs> Could be hiding or could be in his past also, or have any connections with. Also, Zod's just one of those good old boys, right? Like, you meet those kind of guys on the farm, you know, on the back road, you know. 
Zod's a total hick. You know what I'm saying? Like total Kansas Kansasonian. Um, But yeah, yeah, this is where her and Oliver make eye contact and they just kind of smile at each other and then she turns back to Clark. So she's made her decision. Sorry, this episode's bored me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, I'm trying to race through it. Yeah, she uh, touches Clark on the shoulder Uh and he smiles. That's so sweet. Meanwhile, uh, Mia uh, tells Green Arrow that she's, you know, she that he needs her, and that uh, you know he's got dark places, and uh, she he needs someone like her to keep keep him in check. And I wrote too bad because we're never going to see her again. <laughs> oh, so spoilers, just gone. I don't know where she goes to, but whatever. So yeah, whatever. Uh, Clark shows up and he's like, Lois Lane is off limits, and. Uh, Zod's like, well, that's the Rao symbol. It's a symbol of good luck. And uh, Clark says he was sending a message. And Zod accuses him of not trusting even the woman that he cares for. And Clark uh, says, go near Loris again and I destroy you all. (laughs) Mm. And Zod talks to Feyor after. And he's like, hey, he didn't recognize the symbol. Um, and it's it's the symbol for Rao, and they're looking for the Book of Rao, which is the thing that we saw Jarrell either hiding or getting uh-huh. out of hiding in uh-huh. Candor. So it's in the it's in the barn. Clark's going to come across it, mm-hmm. or I don't know. Um, and then Zod says he's going to have Kal-El's allegiance, or he's going to imprison him, just like we saw in the future flashback. Mm. And then we see the towers are being built. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So not. Clark Clark doesn't know that those towers are dangerous, or he would take them down. Right. Right. Yeah. He really doesn't know about them. I don't think. Okay. <sighs> okay. Disciple done. All right. Done. Never to be watched again. <laughs> we did that in twelve minutes. Okay. Um, now for the big story for the for the main event. Uh. Jeff Johns wrote Absolute Justice, uh, part one, directed by Glenn Winter. And part two, directed by Tom Welling. Um, this is the one where Smallville has a two-hour superhero movie. And um, and it's also the second time in Smallville's history that zero scenes take place in Smallville. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so it was originally going to be one episode called Society for Justice Society of America. Um, oh, and they okay. really wanted to throw budget at it. So they ended up splitting it up. Um, they wanted to have the JSA... Uh, give Clark and company like a look at what could happen to them in the future, teach them about family, and then take down high school at the end. But um, they split it into two episodes, Society and Legends. And uh, the uh, CW billed it as uh, Absolute Justice. So that's why it's got the two-word title because it's a two-hour episode. Um, okay. And as a result, they went. They went to Jeff Johns. Are like, hey, so you're writing this episode? Um, so uh, it's now two hours. <laughs> so <laughs> what else you got? So that's when they decided to bring in uh, Amanda Waller and bring in Checkmate. And uh, bonus, Tom Welling gets an episode to direct, and he was super happy that he got to direct. Oh yeah, this is a big one to direct. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's very watch money. Yes. Um, Jeff Johns, who, of course, is the guy, he's the DC guy. He's very inspired by Watchmen as well. Um, and uh, I believe the movie came out recently. 
Yeah, I think it was the 09. Yeah. But um, because it's because it's very like 1950s, very uh, you know Americana, you know like a, yeah those flashbacks especially the newsreel footage that's very Watchmen. They mm-hmm. definitely borrowed from that, but it's almost like this is all Jeff John's sandbox, so he can do whatever he wants with his toys. <laughs> so are these characters that DC is like we're not going to ever do anything with these with these uh, <laughs> properties. You can have these old-timey characters. <laughs> it's more like Smallville going to them and being like, okay, um, so we're thinking about using a superhero. And they scream in, his, and scream in Smallville's face, not Batman. And they're like, okay, how about Hawkman? <laughs> the bird guy? <laughs> Go for it. Uh, <laughs> who else you got? Oh, the guy with the yellow, yellow, the yellow bucket on his head. Oh, yeah, Dr. Fate. Let's do that. You know, and so on and so forth. There's a whole, there's like uh, 15 superheroes that are shown on camera. Uh, new new superheroes, and then there's like a bunch of others that are uh, mentioned. Um, uh huh. So uh, so let's 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 walk through. Now we have a, a some time here. Uh, all right. Can so, we talk about how Courtney is like the most Courtney person ever? <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> if you want, she's to, such a Courtney. If you want to skip to that, I've got your uh, I've got some. Um, I've got some uh, stuff for you here. Uh, Courtney Whitmore um, is played by Britt Irvin, who was a char- was of course a, one of the stars of Edgemont. Because <laughs> we're always getting, we're always going to put the large teen ensemble of Edgemont in various places in Smallville. Uh, she was also on the episode of iZombie called Dead Air. I don't know if you remember her. Uh, she was like the assistant to the radio DJ. And uh, got caught for doing an accent or something like that um, in a radio jingle. It was season one. I don't expect. Okay, I do. I remember it, but I wouldn't have remembered her. Britt uh, had no idea who she was auditioning for. Uh, in the audition sides, the character that uh, she was playing was actually named Jessica Jones, <laughs> which is really <laughs> funny. But yeah, all the audition sides were all just different names, just regular made-up names. And Jessica Jones, I guess they weren't thinking this is a Marvel character. And luckily, Britt Urban wasn't familiar with the real Jessica Jones to be like, what? I'm playing Jessica Jones? Wait a second. This is a DC show. Uh, Courtney... Uh, is an original character that was created by Jeff Johns way back. You don't say. Way, way back in 1999. Just wait for it. Oh, 1999. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, in the comic books, mm-hmm. based on his sister Courtney, who died in the TWA Flight 800 crash in 1996, the Why? third most deadliest plane crash in history. 230 wow. people died off like the coast of New York. Uh, from that point, so this is <laughs> this girl is an homage to his dead sister. So <laughs> oh my god! I just wanted to just kind of mention that. <laughs> yeah, I found out about that today. Actually, I was looking up some stuff, and I was like, "Whoa!" You know? Whoa! Yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's that's uh, Star Sprangled Girl, or better known as Star Girl. Um, uh, so she's like the. Mirror image of Captain America. Yeah, well, Star Sprangled. Not her, but sh- the person that she's the uh, protege of. Yeah, yeah, Star Star Spangled. I'm sorry, is it Sprangled or Spangled? I think it's just Spangled. Star Spangled. I'm not a patriot, apparently. Uh, 
Yeah, Sylvester Pemberton, uh, who we meet in the beginning, that's a, that's the a Star Spangled Kid, and yeah, she's his protege. So he's like the DC version of Captain America. I don't know too much about him. Um, what does it say here? Uh, oh no, it, that just tells me what happened in the episode. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know much about a lot of these uh, um, DC characters that you know aren't like the big three, basically. <laughs> I don't know a lot. Yeah, because you know. Most characters, DC and, uh, you know, the, the one character has the alter ego in, the, you know, the other c- mm-hmm. comics. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, the counterpart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester is played by Jim Shields, who we last saw in Smallville playing Ryan's stepdad, who is constantly chasing him around trying to use Ryan's powers. Oh, so we get kind of a, a hero's moment where Chloe gets thrown in the dumpster and all this stuff is happening <laughs> that she's yeah, not that, privy to. <clears throat> that was really cool that the action was happening off screen, but we were still kind of afraid for Chloe's well-being. Yeah, there were like icicles coming through the walls of the dumpster. Yeah, that was that was really neat. It, it was cool because this is like this is definitely them saving budget. They're, mm-hmm. They they want to do some fights, but this one they're just gonna they want to off this guy and then make Chloe like a witness to it. So, uh, can we talk about what a lame villain this icicle kid is? Oh God, I you know you're you're so right. <laughs> I mean, is he supposed to be lame? Is it like a hey, this is how it was back in the fifties? We had lame villains. Yeah, well, he's like the son of a of a. You know, a 50s villain. I don't know if you want to say this. Mm-hmm. It's like an 80s villain probably, right? Um, uh, and yeah, exactly. That That's actually one of the criticisms of this uh, episode that I can agree with. It's like, man, we're going to have all these awesome superheroes team up and take on Icicle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, you know, I guess it's whatever they have the budget for. They couldn't just throw Gorilla Garot in there or something or whatever. But um I think it, I think this episode was definitely um, awesome for the superheroes and the action, but it was also great for you know teaching Clark, Chloe, and Ollie some lessons. Yeah. So now we can see that by the end of this, Chloe is not on the path to being the Chloe that dies in Pandora. Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so yeah, Chloe and Clark talk. I love Chloe's line. We haven't been playing phone tag. I've been playing phone solitaire. <laughs> uh, yeah, Courtney meets Clark, who's uh, you know starts confiding in him, but then notices he's wearing a press badge and backs off. And uh, he's they're, they're looking at um, they're looking at Sylvester's phone, and his last call is to uh, uh, Wesley Dodds, who we then see in his apartment. And this is uh, uh, Sandman, who. Any fans of the Sandman probably were like disappointed to see <laughs> this guy like getting up from his like smoke filled apartment, put on his mask, and then immediately get killed by Icicle. Yeah, it was like a disgusting apartment. It was yeah. like a, it was like this reminds me of the movie Seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And but Courtney runs away from Clark when she sees the press. But why can't you people just leave us alone or something? Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. She's upset. She's a, she's so playing this- a teenager. That's definite. You know. Yeah. So the Sandman, I, I, I don't know the Sandman. Uh, the only Sandman I know is from the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. But this Sandman wears a gas mask? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, again, <laughs> I don't know much about this guy. Uh, let's see. Wikipedia. What's a Sandman? <laughs> uh, 
I mean, maybe, you know, there's just so many iterations of characters. Yeah. That you don't know which they're talking about. I don't even know either. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, he is uh, a mystery man. <laughs> oh, yeah. He he basically had a uh, sleeping gas gun that he used to sedate criminals. That he like he came from like the 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 30s or the 40s. So there's also this uh, you know this is a very comic booky thing where. Um, these are all golden age uh, heroes, whereas uh-huh. and now you know Clark and Company are the silver age, and I think they like kind of name check uh. that and move on in the episode. Um, all right, so Oliver finds out that Chloe's been uh, uh, into his emails, and he says that his emails from Black Canary are purely platonic. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, Emil checks out some mice samples. There's human DNA in it. Gross. Uh, <laughs> but it, that's what they discover that he's a, a metahuman, Icicle is. And um, and then we see uh, Icicle wake up. He's sitting on a, a black and white checkered floor and he's laying out photos of victims and a potential victim. And that uh, Courtney is next on his list. And then in the background, you see this like strange chess symbol with a, a knight chess piece and a target. So, uh, Daily Planet source of all information. Uh, Clark and Chloe go through a film reel of old news footage, people getting arrested. We got Pemberton, Dodds. We got this other guy, Al Pratt. Uh, what? Let's see. Let me go through the list here. Where is it? Um, Al Pratt was the Adam. Um, so, uh, we're not sure what happened to him. Dr. Fate says the atom split, <laughs> which means that he could be dead or just not around. Uh, Jim Corrigan, who is Spectre, and uh, I don't know, he's like this weird guy with like a white face and he wears a green cloak and he's got a bare chest. Um, what else? Um, Alan Scott, of course. Alan Scott, Green Lantern. Uh, everybody knows Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. He's like the original Green Lantern. Uh, Jay Garrick, who's the original Flash. We've seen mm-hmm. him on, on the, the Flash. Um, mm-hmm. Abigail Hunkel, uh, who I guess is Red Tornado. I didn't know anything about that. I thought Red Tornado was a robot. But anyway. So they all got arrested. They tried taking the fall for each other, and the convictions never held up. So... Um, they realize from Pemberton's phone lo- call log they now need to warn this guy named Carter Hall. So Clark goes to this museum, and by the way, that is the Luther Mansion. <laughs> yeah, it's totally redressed. Uh, mm-hmm. I I saw a whole half hour behind the scenes of this uh, movie, uh, and like the columns are just like they were. They used to be uh, in the on the ISIS set, but they painted them brown instead of purple. Um, but yeah, thank is, God. <laughs> uh, this is where we meet Carter Hall, played by Michael Shanks. Who's this guy? He seems very familiar. He is a uh, big star in Canadian genre TV. Is one of the stars of Stargate SG One. Ah, okay. And he also went on to star with Erica Durant in Saving Hope. Mm. Ooh, Saving Hope podcast coming soon. Um, <laughs> that might be a thing we turn on a couple episodes of, and just be like, "Oh yeah, we, we watched we watched a couple episodes." 
Um, Clark uh, also sees Kent Nelson, who's mumbling to himself, and he's holding a bag. And then he X-rays the bag, and there's this little helmet, and all of a sudden, just like turns and looks at him. <laughs> Freaky. Um, Kent says he, the helmet needs to talk. Carter's not interested in that. Uh, meanwhile, Ollie and Chloe are trying to track down Courtney. Uh, Ollie finds Courtney walking with her staff And that's when Kent shows up And activates the staff And they both disappear together So Ollie and Chloe look through Pemberton's car And it's the Star Rocket Racer And they notice that Pemberton has a notebook With like all of their identities Like they've all been watching Clark and company Uh, What else? Um, Courtney shows up at the museum With Nelson and Kent Nelson And they ask for Carter's help But Carter is not uh, getting into the game because uh, his hot girl somehow got killed the last time. Uh, yeah, they keep showing that um, shot of hot girl's helmet in the museum, and yeah. it has the big gash in it to lead you to believe that he's sad. he's surly because yep. his wife was killed, and it's the same story, which I guess is canon for uh, that. What did we see? Did we see it on the Flash or Legends of Tomorrow? Where both of them, like they, they just keep they keep getting reincarnated, mm-hmm. and they're meant to be. With they're each other. cursed. Yeah. Um, and then they got really boring in the first season of Legends of Tomorrow. So I think what did they kill one or both of them off? <laughs> I forget. But it's okay; they'll be reincarnated together, right? Anyway, spoilers for Legends of Tomorrow. Um. So Carter tells Kent that they need him And he's really sad Because he can't remember his life Before he was Dr. Fate And uh, he doesn't actually put this helmet on It just like engulfs his head Which I thought was a cool uh, uh, effect And then Mm -hmm. he he just like Transforms into this freaking like Amazing looking suit This blue leather, yellow boots Yellow cape, yellow helmet What did you think when you first saw this? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't know. It looked like the Rocketeer. <laughs> it looked very old. Yeah. And then, like, later on, a character makes a remark that says, oh, it looks surprisingly good. <laughs> like, the writers were surprised that it came, that it turned out looking good. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were really, really nervous uh, about how, like, you know, Joe Normal, who's not into superheroes and just kind of watches Smallville because it's on the TV. <sighs> Yeah, that costume. <laughs> I guess that's why television and and DC and Marvel were so hesitant to do. Like we would have loved to have had superhero shows oh, yeah. years ago. Oh yeah, I mean we've been wanting this, and we finally get it. And so I guess they were super hesitant that this normal is... average people that watch CBS. Yeah. <laughs> This was so exciting when, when when Arrow and Flash and all of them started playing on the on the CW. That was really exciting that they were actually wearing uh, superhero suits because you're right. Around this time, it was just hoodies and black leather. <laughs> That's the only superhero suits you'd get. But here's Doctor Fate in all his yellow glory, and he's just like, "Greetings, Hawkman." <laughs> um, and uh, they said that Brent State, who plays uh, Kent Nelson slash Doctor Fate, uh, they showed his audition and. Like, like how he transforms between the like nervous doc, uh, Kent Nelson into just like very upstanding Doctor Fate. Like the posture completely changes. Like he nailed the transformation, so they they put him onto the into the role. 
And then uh, Carter, who has been talking in his raspy Batman voice. Uh, yeah, he even says things like that you've heard in Batman movies. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've made someone bleed. Time to go hunting. <laughs> That's what he says here. <laughs> Did I do that really good, by the way? Uh-huh. Sounded just like Batman. Thank you. Um, ba 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 Clark and Chloe arrive at the psych ward, and there's Dr. Fate just checking out uh, Ice Cool Ice Senior. And uh, Clark grabs Dr. Fate, and then we see that cape vision again of his super cape flying into space. Um, and then he looks at them and he says, your fate is binding, Clark Kent, but you walk the same path as I do, Chloe Sullivan. And then he disappears with Clark. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> Uh, what do you mean? I don't know. What's up I with that? Uh, well, we know we know why Clark Kent's fate is binding because he's he's that's he's got a destiny. But he said that Chloe walks the same path as him as he does, like Doctor Fate does. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> all right, you'll see. I don't know. Okay. Um, all right. So Green Arrow is tailing Courtney, who um, she's got her stars on, and she's playing bait. Playing bait. I love how he's like talking in full normal voice as he's following her along the rooftops. Like she's not going to hear that at all. <laughs> she's walking down the alley, alley right now, Chloe. <laughs> and then then Ice School shows up. He's like, "Anyone up for some ice cream?" <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Boo. I love how the camera filters always like change into like blue and you know and whites when Ice School shows. It's it's like his arrival always like changes the environment around you. Well, you know, in the in the teaser scene, Chloe mentions that oh, did it just get cold all of a sudden? Yeah. So when he does show up, it gets cold. Mm-hmm. So it's to give you that idea, I guess. So. He and Courtney have a pretty good fight, um, and uh, she's calling herself Stargirl. She almost gets impaled with ice schools, and that's when uh, Ollie steps steps in and deflects them with arrows. And then he gets away, and Stargirl's super pissed that she didn't get she she was promised that she was going to get a first the first shot at this guy. And then out of nowhere, Ollie gets lifted into the air, flown through the city, and then thrown through Watchtower's window. Stay out of our business. Next time, I won't ask so nicely. Yeah, throughout this episode, we get Hawkman and Oliver fighting, <laughs> bickering. I swear, I it's I think it's the highlight of this two hours. They're back and forth constantly, um, and yeah. I guess it kind of echoes the comics as well. Like they're they have that kind of they are they're yeah. constantly fighting with each other. Yeah, because all the characters are kind of paired off, mm-hmm. and then Hawkman mentions that at the end. He's like, "No more." Being paired off, we're gonna be, we're gonna all come together. Yep. So they're gonna work together. Uh, so yeah, we see we see Hawkman in his in his glory here. Do you, what did you think about his costume? I think it looks great. Yeah. I think they kind of cheated by like like we don't see him fly away. We see his feet like lift off the ground, <laughs> yeah. or or we see him like come in for a landing right at the last second. You know they. Also, I mean, I guess that's another reason they didn't want to do superhero stuff was they didn't have the budget for oh all the effects. They showed Michael Shanks like trying on the outfit, walking around in like their production warehouse, and just they're just trying to get used to it, fixing it, working on it, and uh, 
and he's he as like the star of like a ten year running uh, genre show was really mm-hmm. impressed how like oh like a one off guest star would get such treatment, but they really wanted yeah. to get Hawkman right. He describes his costume as like a corset with a backpack with a 35-pound weight in it and how he has to actually just walk around trying to make it look effortless. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, Ollie grabbed the throwing star off of Hawkman while um, he shows Chloe this while Chloe's like patching up his wounds. And they're like, oh, it looks like an antique. Could it be from a museum? I know where a museum is. <laughs> uh, so they say, time to get reinforcements. And they call John Jones. And um, He's wearing the uh, Martian Manhunter costume. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I wearing my suspenders backwards? Oh, it's probably because uh, <laughs> this is how the Martian Manhunter look, looks. Uh, but I guess they're, those are supposed to be like gun holsters. Um, so in the museum, we see Clark just pulling dust cloths off and finding... Costumes and weapons and this great group painting of the Justice Society of America um, and the mm-hmm. awesome, awesome it's kind table. of Yeah, that's kind of like the Last Supper. Yeah. Sort of, but yep. not really. And so Clark starts putting together the flashbacks, the, the film reel that he saw with these people in the painting. I mean, you know. And so he talks to Hawkman. And so that's why Hawkman is like a 40-year-old guy yep. and not like a 90-year-old guy. Because <laughs> he's, kind of, he's immortal, sort of. What do you mean immortal? I mean, he keeps, he keeps being re... Uh, oh, yeah, but I'm sure he's been reincarnated. Yeah, that's the word. Um, but he hasn't been reincarnated in this life cycle. Like, uh, Hawkgirl died mm-hmm. during all that past business, and, uh, and he's just basically given up. And just decided to grow old. Uh, so, um, yeah, Clark is trying to chat chat Hawkman, chat to Hawkman, and like, hey, we're all good guys. We should work together. And Hawkman is not a fan. He's like, this uh, this new generation is going to make the same mistakes we did. And uh, that's when Green Arrow pops in, and um, he's like, hey, this guy threw me through a window, <laughs> and. And he starts locking horns with uh, Hawkman, and then Hawkman, like, freaking just grabs him and slams him on the table. And that's when John shows up with his guns, and he's like, we come in peace. So, oh, he says, is it too late to say we come in peace? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> he's an alien. Yep, he's so yep. handsome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Again, I wish I could show you this behind-the-scenes stuff um, that uh, that's on the DVD, but... Uh, uh, Phil Morris is like one of the happiest people to be here. <laughs> Anytime, oh really? Oh, he's so happy to be part of this. Uh, so um, Hawkman's like, "All right, you know, we'll do a truce now. I'm gonna, we're going to get some justice, and then you know, we're we're done. We're wrapping it up." And uh, so, since we're in the second episode, uh, now it's time for like Lois and Tess to show up <laughs> because uh, they weren't in the last episode. Um, and she gets a uh, another glasses-wearing geek uh, confused with Clark. And, uh, by the way, that's uh, Tom Standen, that guy, that she confuses with Clark. And she gets a package, and it says, The truth will set you free. And it's got all these files on the JSA. And Tess shows up, and she's like, What's in the package? And, you know, that's... Yeah, she's going to have to wait. Um, so... 
We see Ice Cole crying, ice tears over his ice dad. Uh, what else? <laughs> oh, uh, Carter fills in a little bit more of the background. Uh, this government task force uh, identified the JSA. They tried to make them work for them. When they refused, they tried to get them arrested. That's why we saw all those film, all that film footage, and then it led to just them retiring and losing their families. So uh, Clark, like. Kind of lectures Hawkman saying like I haven't stopped Why would you stop you know And Hawkman says you haven't even begun mm. uh, And that's when Chloe walks in She's like is this costumes only And Hawkman says who's this your secretary <laughs> <laughs> Where's your computer And then voila <laughs> We have uh, the Dharma Initiative Computer sitting there waiting <laughs> For them to uh, access uh, also, Tess sees a white queen chess piece left on her desk. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Courtney gets to go to the watchtower, and she asks Chloe, "Where are your pictures? Where do you guys sit and eat together?" And mm-hmm. uh, she that says, was nice. That was a nice thing. She says, "Watching people doesn't make them part of your life." I really like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, she says, you know, you don't ha- spend any time together until you have to come together to 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 to, to deal with a crisis. Right. Yep. And it's it's a, it's the theme of the, the 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 season. We have to stop trying to break our ties and bring us bring us back together again after Jimmy's death tore us all apart and mm. Lex's death, I guess. Um Meanwhile, Oliver and Hawkman are on stakeout together. He says, uh, Oliver's like, God, I hate waiting. And Hawkman says, but you love talking. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it turns out that Carter requested this team up because uh, he wants to keep Oliver in line. um, Because, you know, he's got a sidekick that'll never come back to the show. So Mm -hmm. that was her job. And now she's gone. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Dr. Fate has teamed up with Clark and says that Clark's the hope of the future. You're going to lead just like Hawkman did. You will triumph over Lex Luthor, your ultimate opponent. Yeah, Clark was like, Luther's, Lex Luthor's dead. Yep. Yeah, what? Huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but Dr. Fate isn't like, oh, let me explain myself. He's like, no, I gotta, we got to talk more uh, about this. And he says that Lois is the key. Um and then um, Lois actually shows up at the museum and Clark speeds off. So he's not caught there with this guy in the yellow cape. Lois says, uh, I love it. Lois is like, nice helmet. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> and he tells Lois. He's like the Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. 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 And he's also like a, like a fortune teller, you know. Mm-hmm. You are the one he will need. He is the one you will need. The savior. Um, what else did he call her? I forget. And uh, Lois wonders if he does horoscopes. Mm-hmm. Waka, waka, waka. So, Ice School meets up with Agent Amanda Waller, played by Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Pam what? Greer lives on like a... She lives like on a ranch in Montana. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's like retired. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ice School starts making it cold, and she's like, "I grew up in Chicago, and like, yeah. and like Elsa, the cold doesn't bother me the anyway. The cold doesn't bother me." <laughs> and she says the JSA is a black mark on Checkmate's board, and Ice School's like, "Well, let me finish it." So Checkmate, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Meanwhile, Tess is arguing with Clark because Clark catches her at Lois's desk looking through the secret files that Lois just left on her desk. <laughs> and uh, and I guess Lois like stepped out, but then she shows back up and uh, Clark's like, hey, I want to help with whatever you're working on. And he's like, we can work together again, like Clark and Lois. And she says, Lois and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> And then she starts talking about Dr. Fate, and she's writing a story about these heroes, and she says, the cape looked pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, all these sorts of investigations. Well, I think that Winter guy, Glenn Winter. Yeah. He's, I think he's just very talented. Sorry? He can, oh, this is Tom Wellen's episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did good. Good job. That's pretty talented, too. (laughs) Yeah. Um... She uh, uh, said that uh, she also mentions that Icicle wasn't the only one released from this from prison by someone higher up. There were more people that were early, were released as well. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was just kind of mentioned offhand. <laughs> um, bah, 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 bah. and then, then we have our John John and Doctor Fate team up, and he mentions how he lost his abilities. He lost his wife and his daughter, and he's also rocking two pistols like a John Woo movie. And uh, when, then when high school shows up, Fate says it's not John's fate to die, and he like whacks John with his power. And then we see John in his real, uh, the real version of the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, his oh, his man. real form, his green head stuff. And I love how they yeah. show like the Martian landscape behind him too, like this red. Yeah, thing. yeah. Like 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 he pushes him into another dimension mm-hmm. and brings him back. Yep. That was that was great. But as he did that, the icicle, the stupid icicle dude, shows up and stabs him. And takes his helmet. Yeah. So now he's even more of a powerful villain. Uh, just now he's a lame, yeah, lame villain with a powerful helmet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we find out John is in some sort of incubation. Uh, Doctor Emil is not sure what's going on with him. Um, Lois meets Amanda Waller. Who says she was the one that left the files And then gives her a phone A little checkmate symbol on it And says we'll be in touch Um, Yeah And so that's leading off to somewhere else Um, Mm -hmm. High school turns off the life support on his dad Puts on the helmet Has a vision of his fate And he starts screaming Mm -hmm. Um, We get to JSA More background We already talked about it Hawkgirl Reincarnation Yada yada uh, Ollie just basically tells him to stop to stop thinking about himself and shelf the death wish. Yeah. Well, and then at some point, Oliver says, oh, I, you know, he, Hawkman says that that's his wife. And he mm-hmm. said, oh, I never got close to anybody like that. And, and he says something like, you know, you ran off before you'd let yourself get close or something. Mm. Yes. So... I think it's foreshadowing. I think Oliver will have a relationship soon mm-hmm. this season. You have never known the touch of a woman. Her feathers upon you. Wait, I'm having bird fantasies again. <laughs> uh, we get this great thing of Hawkman like flies Ollie to the watchtower, who, according to Hawkman, uh, threw up on the way there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just love those two. Uh, we need a Hawkman and Green Arrow show. Stat. Um, high school shows up. There's Everybody takes high school down. Clark, Heat Vision, the Arrow, yeah, the Mace, was, the Starburst. Yeah. yeah. It's like a slow they motion turn together. around. Yeah. 
And then Ice Girl's about to kill Stargirl and Martian Manhunter pops in. He phases, he actually uses his phase power as uh, uh, Ice Girl shoots ice, an ice blast at him. And then Hawkman gets the final blow, uses his mace on the helmet, and knocks it right off of Ice Girl's head. And so uh, we're wrapping up. Carter says that Clark has to trust his team. They're going to make mistakes, but keep trying. And um, Carter says he's pulling together the children and the protégés of JSA members. And it's going to help. Like, I think this is where he says, like, a silver age of heroes. And Courtney wonders what Clark calls his team. And he says, a work in progress. (laughs) Uh, what do we do with the helmet? Oh, someone worthy will be drawn to it and become the new Dr. Fate. Um, John says that Chloe, Clark, and Oliver are his family. Ollie, uh, that's when he's talking to Chloe, and then Ollie drops by to see if anybody's hungry. Not because there's an emergency. And John happens to mention, hey, on Mars, we never had dessert, but I've grown especially fond of cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, John loves him some Oreos. Mm. Meanwhile, Lo- Lois gets some glory. She wrote a big article about the JSA, and now instead of them being known as like criminals, um, they're now recognized as heroes. And um, and Lois talks to Clark about destiny, and Clark asks if she believes in fates, and he she says only what we make. And then the Terminator theme plays. Uh, no, it does not. <laughs> yeah, the whole tagline for that movie is "No fate, but what we make." Meanwhile, Ice School's tied up in a heated room. He wants back out again. He wants to go get those those guys. But Amanda says, this mission accomplished. We got them all back into the game. We're going to get them ready for the apocalypse headed their way. And then she says, welcome to the Suicide Squad. And then shoots mm. him in the head. <laughs> Walks out the door, and there's Tess. And she's and she says, hello, Agent, Tess, Agent Mercer. Okay. I thought that was lame. Okay. Why is Tess an agent? Is this something she did before she worked for Lex? I mean, I'm assuming, I, or during. I didn't I'm, like I'm, that. I'm one sure yet. some more background. You didn't like it at all. Like you didn't. No. Come, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you like this checkmate thing at all. <laughs> every every mention of checkmate has been like. Mm. <laughs> oh, is is that not? Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So it's a, is it because it's Suicide Squad? You're like, eh, Suicide Squad. Uh, Suicide I Squad. Sucks. No, I mean Amanda Greer. Amanda Greer. Amanda Waller. Uh, Pam Greer is awesome. Uh-huh. Suicide Squad. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems. I don't know. It just seems phony. Well, we're phony. especially the t- it's the test thing. It's the test being involved with. Uh-huh. It's it's almost like how. You know, Lex was involved with everything. Of course uh-huh. he was. But for some reason, it all worked. <laughs> I believe that Lex was involved with everything. Well, we don't know much don't... about Tessa's background. Why, why can't she be a, uh, an agent for a checkmate? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll make sense. Listen, she met, she met Oliver on the island where he was uh, – he, he yeah. she was like a marine biologist setting for marine biology. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she's working for Luther Corp and is someone trusted enough to be Lex's like protege that we never heard of for seven years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somehow I just swallowed all. I'm like, I love Cassidy Freeman and Tess Mercer is a delight. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Episode of the week, Pandora, Disciple or Absolute Justice? Of course, Absolute Justice. Yeah, absolute Justice. Pandora, close second. Mm-hmm. Disciple, far third. Exactly. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, for next week, we have four episodes to do, and they're all regular length. <laughs> Uh, that's what she said. All right. So the uh, episode titles are, I'm sorry, stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, warrior. Okay. Persuasion. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Escape. Okay. Okay. Teases. Mm-hmm. Seven more Smallville podcasts left. <laughs> yeah, we're in the single digits now. I can't believe it's coming so quick. But only seven more to do. That's not really a tease. It's just That's kind of keeping track. That's what she said. Whoa. Damn. <laughs> you got one on me. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, another uh, Brian Q. Miller episode. I'm directed by Allison Mack is coming. Yeah. Uh in the episode Warrior, I'm going to be specific here a little bit. In the episode Warrior, we meet a hero we've heard about before, but now we get to see him in the flesh. Can you guess who it is? No. Nope. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, next, next tease. I, I giggled about this when you mentioned this before, but uh, Lois and Clark go to Comic-Con. And Lois. What? And Lois tries some cosplay. Oh, God. Uh, Another Valentine's Day arrives, and Clark gets everything he wishes for. Uh, uh, Which also should remind you of some iZombie stuff as well, I should say. Uh, Okay, next is Clark decides to take a very... Very proactive measure to make sure the future he saw in Pandora does not happen. Uh, moving on, another Kandorian experiment causes problems for Lois and Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark saves someone's life and causes something terrible to happen. Mm-hmm. Which is usually mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Lois and Clark try to get away for a romantic weekend and things get offered when uh, – offered. Mm -hmm. Later they get offered, but things uh, get awkward when they run into another couple who had the same idea. Hmm. Hmm. Another couple. How about that? Hmm. Oliver and – I have no idea. Okay. Uh, Jarrell's training solves a problem that we've both been very concerned about. Uh, how Clark and Lois can have sex while he has his powers. <laughs> All right, you figured that one out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> finally, okay, uh, and uh, finally, uh, Clark wears plaid again. There you go. There are your teases for. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to discussing. Some of these are really fun. Some of these really move the uh, move the plot along uh, quite a bit. So um, I'm excited. I'm very excited whenever I look look ahead at the episodes. Uh, but wow, can't believe it! Absolute justice, Pandora. I was, I've been so looking forward to those two episodes uh, for a while. So just because they just, well, they they look epic. so good. Oh, epic! Yeah, epicness, epicness. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm off to uh, write some iZombie notes for the rest of the night. So, uh, okay. <laughs> I'll, uh, uh, I guess, uh, folks, uh, we'll see you uh, next week on We Don't Want to Wait. Bye.